Why has Triple H been so successful? Why is Triple H running WWE better than Vince McMahon and Bruce Prichard on Monday and Friday night? Long-term booking. Guys, thank you so very much for joining me right here on Off the Script. This is your Friday Night SmackDown post show for December 23rd, 2022. I'm your host, JD from New York. As always, coming to you live from the OTS venue. Thank you guys so very much for joining me on your absolutely fucking freezing, no matter where you are in the country. I hate the fucking winter Friday nights. Thank you so very much for joining me on your Friday nights, wherever you may be, man. Seemingly everybody's on. Uh, seemingly everybody's on Christmas vacation. They're they're, they're all uh, huddled by a fire somewhere with their fucking toasty hot chocolates, and you get ready to unwrap the gifts from Santa Claus. I got less than a thousand fucking people in here, man. I think I'm gonna quit streaming after this show is over and never come back again. I fucking hate December, man. December sucks. I fucking hate it. I don't even know why I'm here. Why am I here with 900 fucking people, man? This is not This is not what we expect here on OTS, man. We should be in the fucking twos. Easy. Too large in here. What the fuck is going on? Let me check what else is going on in the goddamn fucking community. I'm fucking pissed off, man. Where the fuck is everybody? Where is everybody, man? Ridiculous. Let's get some fucking music in here. Let's get some uh, let's get some festive festive music in here, man. Give me a second here. What do we got? Views are low, views are low. Fightful's not even live yet. Because they watch Rampage. <laughs> get the fuck out of here, man. I don't even know why I'm here. Anyway. We're going to go over this very, very mid-Smackdown. Nothing really happened tonight, man. Yes, festive skies, Grim. Yes. Yes, Hulu Grim. Festive skies. Uh, nothing really happened tonight, man. Nothing really happened tonight. We got Hit Row and the Usos. I don't know what you want me to tell you. I don't know what you want me to tell you, man. Are we going to break into a rendition of Shit Row tonight? Probably. Probably, man. The women's division continues to be a fucking blunder on Friday night. Nobody wants to call it out like I do, so we're going to have to go fucking nuclear on this shit. Raquel Rodriguez won a fucking gauntlet match with one arm, man. It's a great way to fucking build your division up, right? We got a miracle on 34th Street Fight. Maybe we can send some of that miracle over to Impact Wrestling. <laughs> yeah, they 
need all the Christmas spirit they could get, man. How many fucking people they had in the uh, impact zone uh, this week for uh, Christmas week? Wow, well, one! Mrs. Claus was the only one in the impact zone, man. Uh, and she fell asleep? <laughs> oh my god, man. You gotta be kidding me, man. There's so many sh there's so many fucking cookies to be had. All the sugar in the cookies. Nobody can stay awake. Oh my goodness, man. Holy shit. Scott Demore, what are you doing over there, bro? Ridiculous. all building towards next week's SmackDown, man. We got this big SmackDown next week. Clearly, I don't give a fuck about this show tonight. I really, I really don't give a fuck about this show tonight. It's all building towards next week. John Cena's gonna be back. It's gonna be a big show. Cena and Kevin Owens against Sami Zayn and Roman Reigns. Probably will be. You know, they, they, did, they did say that it's the biggest televised tag team match of the entire year, and that's exactly what it's going to be. But outside that, man, honestly, honestly, I appreciate everybody that's even in here right now. There is really nothing to talk about. I could have easily skipped this show, hopped on my PlayStation 5, and sat in my nice, warm, toasty office with my fucking slippers on and enjoy the rest of my evening. But I'm here. And we're going to try our best to go over what the hell happened tonight. And give you guys an entertaining show. No doubt about it. Appreciate you. Follow me on social media, man. At JD from NY206. Listen, social media is going to be the place to be, bro. We're getting into the new year. We're getting into the Royal Rumble season. It's going to be the place to be. Follow me on social media. If you guys don't have a Twitter account, make one. Make one. Follow me on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Cameo. Make sure you guys hit that thumbs up, man. Listen, you know what I want for Christmas? You know what I want for Christmas? I want you guys to hit the fucking thumbs up. That's all I want for Christmas. All I want for Christmas is 1,000 likes minimum. That's it. Can you do that for me? Can you get me in the Christmas spirit tonight? Let's do it. Hit that subscribe button while you're at it, too. We're 500 subscribers away from... 140,000, man. I'd love to hit that within the next week. Let's do that. Appreciate you. Get those super chats in. Let me know what you guys are doing for Christmas, man. What did you ask Santa Claus for Christmas this year? And don't tell me you asked for a subscription to Mandy Rose's fan time account. I don't think there's many of those to give away anymore. I think Santa's all out. Get those super chats in. Let me know what you guys thought of tonight's show. Let me know how you're feeling about the holiday season. I left you guys a link pinned in the comment section, man, the live stream chat. I, I, I pinned that tweet. I don't know why we can't gift memberships on this channel. Meanwhile, I can do it on my second channel because I've seen it with my own eyes. I left a link. I want you guys to click that link, man. I want somebody to at least fucking... Humor me. I left a link in the live stream chat pinned. Click it. Apparently, you can gift memberships with this link. I'd love to know if this actually works. Somebody take advantage of that and fucking entertain me this evening. 
I'd love to, I, I would love to see if it actually works. Speaking of memberships, get them on in, man. Get them on in. Don't be on Santa's naughty list, bro. You got to get a membership. The only way you can be on his nice list is by becoming a VIP. Get those memberships in. Link is down below in the description and underneath the video you're watching right now. Click join and then you're set to go. Didn't work for me. Of course not. Of course not. Thank you, Jen. I appreciate you. I don't know, man. Listen, you know, fuck, I, I, don't, I don't get it. I, I don't get it. Says not available. I have to hit up YouTube, bro. I, I don't know. I don't know. Go check out all the other videos that you might have missed on the chat. It worked. Hooligram, it worked. It worked. Not working, JD. Says Rain. I don't know. Man. I got to hit up YouTube support, man. I don't understand it. I, I, I don't understand it. Anyway, go check out all the other videos that you might have missed, man. Tons of YouTube shorts up there. Uh, we got live streams from Monday night, Wednesday night. Go check it out. So go check out the homepage. Everything, everything you guys need is right there. And tonight's show is sponsored by my great friends over at Blue Chew. BlueChew.com. Make sure you guys get your free sample. BlueChew.com code JD at checkout for your F-R-E-E sample. All you guys have to do is pay the $5 shipping and handling. SmackDown opened up tonight, man. We got Roman Reigns and the Bloodline opening the show. As always, we got them in the arena. And I want to I want to see if I have uh Do I have Yes, I do. Okay, never mind. Make sure I'm set up here. Roman Reigns is in the building. Bloodline is out there with him. All the Bloodline, Paul Heyman, Usos carried their tag team championships as they were the first team to uh, come out in the opening match here. We led right into the Hit Row and Usos match. But before that, we got a Bloodline promo and a Sami Zayn very fiery promo on Friday night. So, Heyman, he speaks first before everybody. He said he will educate everyone about the Bloodline. He said tonight, the longest reigning tag team champions in history, the Usos will successfully defend their tag team titles against Hit Row. He said, that's not a prediction. That is a spoiler. It should be a spoiler because Hit Row should be nowhere near the tag team championships. He then talked about Solo Sokoa facing Sheamus next week. He will take him out, period, exclamation mark. So we got a pretty big SmackDown next week, man. We got that tag team match with John Cena teaming with Kevin Owens. Against Roman Reigns and Sami Zayn. We got Sheamus versus Solo Sokoa. We got Raquel Rodriguez Gonzalez against Ronda We got a pretty big SmackDown next week, man. So, I like that Solo and Sheamus match, man. That should be really fun. He then talked about Solo facing Sheamus. He then shifted to hyping up the tag team match. Reigns put out his hand. Heyman handed Roman the microphone. Fans started chanting, Sammy, Sammy. Roman Reigns was smiling. Reigns said, next week, the fans know what he's going to do. I'm going to smash somebody. 
He said he made millions of dollars by whooping Cena and KO because that's who I am and that's what I do. Rain said Sammy looked a little flustered and irritated. He asked Sammy, you know, Sammy, why don't you just get everything off your chest and tell everybody what's going to happen? Fans chanted, Usi, Usi, at Sammy Zayn. He says he's on top of the world and he wants everybody to uh, listen. A little respect. After all these years, I wanted a place to belong. He said, in the bloodline, he's found family and respect. He says they love him in Chicago, and Chicago loves him. He said, or the bloodline rather, loves him, and Chicago loves him. Everybody loves Sammy. It doesn't matter who loves Sammy. Everybody loves Sammy. He said he would think that would make him happy, but it doesn't because there's a dark cloud hanging over him named Kevin Owens. He says his name has been tied to his name his entire career, and he can't get rid of it. And then all of the things you want to bring back John Cena to try and upstage me, to upstage us, to try this, to try and steal the show. I've got news for you. We are the show. He leaned over the top rope. He's pointing at the heart camera, looking into the heart camera, and says he doesn't care where Cena has been, but they will destroy him and rip him apart. He says they're going to get smashed, and then they should be ready to acknowledge the tribal chief. The bloodline then uh, was standing behind Roman. Roman put out his arms and hugged Sammy. Sammy was emotional, and that's the way this segment went to a close. I I actually enjoyed this promo by Sammy. I thought this was a great promo by Sammy Zayn, a very fiery promo, a very emphatic promo, a very uh, focused this is exactly how Sami Zayn needs to be. Very focused. Going into this match with Kevin Owens, you can't really go into something like this with Sami Zayn kind of teetering back and forth. Is his allegiance with the bloodline? Is his allegiance with Kevin Owens? You can't be teasing something like that yet. We may actually get that, and the result of that may come out of that match next week with John Cena and Kevin Owens. But you can't send Sami into that you know, kind of teetering back and forth on where his allegiance is going to lie. It's not time for that yet. So if you're expecting that and you're expecting, well, you know, how come they believe him now fully? Because Sami Zayn wants to be in the bloodline. Sami Zayn wants to be in the bloodline. Now, I don't know what's going to happen next week. I'm very excited about this match. There may be a moment in that match where Sami Zayn doesn't go through and doesn't follow up on what he needs to do, and it costs him the match and the bloodline to lose. Roman is not getting pinned. If the bloodline are going to lose next week, it's going to come from Sami Zayn taking the pinfall. But is Sami Zayn going to do something that shows Roman, well, he's not really with the bloodline, he still has feelings for KO, or is it going to come in the form of Sami Zayn doing everything he can for the bloodline, showing his allegiance to Roman, showing his allegiance to the bloodline, and then doing something out of... You know, whatever situation it is, just a mere mistake, a simple, honest, genuine mistake that he didn't intend to make. That's the part that we are going to really be focused on. Which one of those situations is it going to be? And that's why this thing is so intriguing because, you know, you could sit there and think, well, Sami Zayn's going to get kicked out, but how? We all know where it's going to lead and how it's going to end up, but it's how. And why? I always say, 
the question, the most important question in any storyline is why. Why is this? Why is so-and-so doing this? Why is this happening? That's the most important question going into next week. Why? And the second most important question going into next week is how. I'm very excited about this match. This tag team match next week is the biggest and I, this may be a hot take. I don't know how you guys feel about this. Sami Zayn and Roman Reigns teaming up next week on Friday Night SmackDown against Kevin Owens and John Cena is the biggest match that Triple H has advertised since he's been in the WWE as head of creative. Leading WWE. This is the biggest match of his administration so far. This is the most important match of his administration so far. Bar none. Mark my words. I can't wait for this match next week. It's going to be so fucking good, man. Long-term booking, the power and the spirit of long-term booking, man, and, and months of just build is going to, this is the first major stop for all that, and I can't wait to see what happens. I, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. Now, the Usos were already in the ring. We got the Usos out there with Sami Zayn, Solo, Roman, Paul Heyman. They all went to the back. Sami stood out there with the Usos against Ashante, the Adonis, Top Dalla. And B-Fab, they are known as Shiro. Sorry, did I offend anybody? Did I offend anybody, man? Oh, my goodness. So, everybody was wondering, everybody was wondering that tag team match next uh, last week, we got the Viking Raiders, we got Hit Row, we got uh, Legato Del Fantasma, right? Out of those three teams, you would think that Legato would be the better match against the Usos, right? So last week, hit row one. Top dollar was Flop dollar. He uh, botched very badly. Bad knees or whatever the excuse was. Hit row won that. And we were thinking, all right, one of two things happened here. One, they won the match because it is very simple economics here. It is babyface team in hit row winning against two heel teams last week, and they are the babyface team to go up against the heel team in the Usos. But are the Usos and the Bloodline right now a heel faction? I, I don't think that they are. I mean, I would say, I would say out on a limb that the Bloodline are on the verge of kind of being tweeners, right? With Sami Zayn in there, I can't really say how you call them a heel faction, right? The other thing is that I honestly believe Triple H, with the report that he is feeling underwhelmed by several of the returns that, he, that he's brought back to the company, I do think that hit roll falls into that category. I look
look at this, and I don't know if Triple H feels this way, but I'm just throwing it out there because I know I would. Underwhelmed is an understatement. I'm going to throw these guys out there against possibly the greatest tag team in WWE history in the Usos. See how they do. They either sink or swim. They've not really done much of anything against anybody else. Let's throw them out there against the Usos and see how they do, right? This match was over. I watched the match with very uh, close attention, with eagle eyes, with my microscope and binoculars. And I'm watching this match, and I saw absolutely nothing out of the ordinary. Nothing out of the ordinary. Nothing new brought to the table. Nothing that stood out to me as, oh, man, hit row. They showed up to work tonight, right? They really hit a home run. They're turning the corner. That's the hit row that we wanted and needed on the main roster. All this match did was double down on what everybody already thinks of Hit Row. And if any of Hit Row is listening to this, I'm sorry about my brutal honesty. You need more people like me in this fucking world, period. They failed. They failed. Now, you, you, you may have already thought that their main roster run wasn't, was a failure already up until this point. But I mean, after this match, there's nothing more that I could physically and possibly tell you guys about Hit Row. They are a failure. They are a failure. Now, some people may think that's too extreme, but this is a tape show. This is a tape show in Chicago. They double taped last week in Chicago. They came to the ring with no reaction. They piped in crowd noise in fucking Chicago. I got people defending this shit online. They piped in crowd noise in Chicago. They're in the fucking ring in a tag team title match against the one team that everybody wants to work with in the Usos, and they still can't get the job done, and they still can't get a reaction. Yet I got people defending Hit Row on social media. Oh, give them time. Oh, top dollar's injured. Oh, this. Oh, that. Oh, they don't have swerve. Not my fucking problem. Not my fucking problem. Maybe don't go on social media and act like Mr. Big Shot and your shit don't stink and you are some fucking hot shot rapper, but without swerve and without a fucking notable mouthpiece, the very mid-like performance is showing from top dollar and Ashante Adonis. And the fucked up thing is, Ashante Adonis has the possibility of being a breakout guy if he was given a true chance to succeed on his own. That's the fucked up thing. B-Fab is worthless, Top Dollar is worthless, and Ashante Adonis is the most talented guy out of the three, and he's stuck behind those two fucking wastes of space. I'm sorry. Triple H brought you back for a fucking reason. Triple H brought you back so that you could rectify the wrongs that Vince and Bruce did. What did I say? What did I say then? You would never survive in a Vince McMahon and Bruce Pritchard WWE. You didn't. They didn't get you. They didn't understand you. Goodbye. There's your fucking pink slip. You come back. Everybody's like, second chance. Let's see what they're made of. They don't got swerve, but let's see what they're made of. And they let you down. Nothing they've done has been memorable. 
Everything they've done has been a complete misfire. The promos have sucked. The vignettes have sucked. The gimmick sucks. They don't get over in any fucking city with any audience that they are in front of. Nobody relates to Hit Row. Nobody. Nobody. The entire direction, the entire presentation of the faction has been fucking garbage. They rap on TV. I could barely hear a fucking word that they're saying. They went about this the entire wrong way. What do I do with Hit Row? Clearly, they're not not set for the main roster. They're not ready for the main roster. They could barely fucking pull out a a, a two-star match against the fucking greatest tag team in WWE history. The Usos. Arguably. That deserves to be in the tag team division on the main roster. As far as I'm concerned, if I'm Triple H, I'm looking at this as a test. If this was a test, you failed. Back to NXT you go. Back to, back to NXT you go. Rework the shit. Maybe get somebody to lead the fucking group. Things need to be changed. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And for everybody, I'm going to need you to cut the shit out. Man. I'm going to really need you to take a step back and fucking think about what you are saying. Yes, we talked about this many, many, many months ago as a possibility I know he even called it out indirectly on social media when people were making it a big deal. Carmelo Hayes should be nowhere near Hit Row. Carmelo Hayes' stock would fucking flop if he was the leader of Hit Row. I'm going to need you to get over that fucking creative decision because that was born from some fucking geek, some pimply fucking version geek online that doesn't know jack shit about jack shit. No. No. If I'm doing anything with Carmelo Hayes, it's one of two things. One, sending him out there on his own because he's great. Two, put him in the Hurt Business and get the Hurt Business back together. We don't need Carmelo Hayes fucking failing on the main roster because he's got top dollar weighing him down. Legitimately. No. Smash did nothing to present Hit Row as, hey, Maybe they are worth something. No. Trash. Very, very mid. Smash went nine minutes. And like I said, nothing new brought to the table here, especially against the Usos. You think any team could have a good good match against a team like the Usos? No. So, Ashante Adonis top dollar. They had a very early advantage here. They isolated Jay on their side of the ring. Usos took over as Jay caught top dollar with a super kick. Top Dollar tried to fight back. Jay attacked his legs. They went to a commercial break because of the botch last week. Usos continued to target Top Dollar's left knee. Dollar responded with a spine buster, tagged in Ashante Adonis. Adonis ran wild on Jimmy, hit a DDT, followed with a flying crossbody that looked really good for a near fall. Top Dollar pulled out Jimmy, sent him into the ring steps, Hit Row went for the heavy hitter in the ring, which I guess is their finishing move. Jay broke it up. Usos took over, took out Top Dollar with a double super kick, lifted the big man up, hit a 1D on Top Dollar for the 1, 2, 3. Looking like uh, Bottom Dollar out there or fucking Dollar Tree. Bargain Basement Dollar. Holy shit. What, what is going on, man? Underwhelming is an understatement. 
No, no wonder Triple H is fucking reportedly underwhelmed when I got shit like this on my fucking TV. Time to go back to the drawing board with Shiro. Goodbye. Goodbye. Moving on, man. Next segment. Caleb Braxton's interviewing Giovanni Vinci and Ludwig Kaiser of Imperium about their tag team match later. Miracle on 34th Street Fight. Vinci and Ludwig said Braun and Ricochet are sideshow performers. One's an acrobatic gymnast, and the other's a strongman. He says they belong in a circus. Not only in the ring with world-class, not, not in the ring, with world-class athletes like them. Kaiser says they won't be spreading holiday cheer, but rather restore the honor of their sacred land. So let me get this straight. If, if Stro, uh, Braun Strowman and Ricochet belong in a circus, who is the circus ringleader? I nominate Bruce Pritchard to be the ringleader. Imagine him dressed up with the fucking getup and all that shit with the whips, right? Having uh, Braun Strowman jump through fucking uh, burning rings of fire. It'd be a great fucking segment. I'd actually pay to go to that circus. You thought this show got better, huh? Nah. Nah, we got a women's gauntlet match. Winner earns a SmackDown title match next week. Against Ronda Rollins. Ronda Drowsy. First of all. This women's gauntlet match was booked for one reason and one reason only. How many fucking women's gauntlet matches have we had to determine a Ronda Rousey opponent? It's got to be like the fourth fucking match, right? I mean, how many women's gauntlet matches do we? Every fucking pay-per-view, there's a women's gauntlet match. Or every, every time we need to crown a contender, there's a women's gauntlet match. I mean, I don't understand this shit. Really. This women's gauntlet match, and I get it. I get it. I'm no dummy, right? You won't hear this shit on fucking Fightful Select or from uh, any of these other geeks in the community. The reason why this match took place was because they knew that they had to tape two shows, right? They taped live last week, and then they taped this show after last week's show. So the Chicago faithful had to sit through over three and a half hours of SmackDown. One was a good show. The other one was a mid-show. WWE tried to get as much mileage out of this women's division right now where the wheels are falling off at a rapid... I don't even know if there are any wheels on this fucking uh, women's division bus. I really don't. I mean, you got one flat. You got one that's fucking completely popped off. It's fucking rolled somewhere down the side of the road. I mean, Jesus fucking Christ, this women's division sucks. It's awful. They only booked this match to eat up a huge chunk of time, and that's all that this match was out there to do. 
One of the worst things that pro wrestling has adopted in the pandemic era, the Thunderdome era, one of the worst things that pro wrestling has adopted has been the piped-in crowd noise. It is absolutely ridiculous. We heard it in the Hit Row match with the Usos. I mean, if Hit Row can't get over on their own and you need piped-in crowd noise against the fucking Usos and the Bloodline, I mean, at that point, bro, I think I'm calling it quits. I think you may need to find a new profession, bro, really. If you can't get over against the fucking Usos and you need piped-in crowd noise, I don't know what the fuck you're doing here. The piped-in crowd noise was noticeable in that match. This match, holy fucking shit, man. Kevin Dunn may have fallen asleep on the fucking button. Seriously. It was ridiculous in this match. Emma comes out first, and Zia Lee start the match. I never heard an overabundance of fake crowd noise in my entire life. I mean, Emma came out, and the fucking people were cheering her before her music hit. She's out there waving to nobody. Everybody's like, Oh, honey, who's this Australian over here? Emma? Nobody knows who the fuck Emma is. She's out there getting a fucking huge ovation like she's fucking John Cena. I mean, it's ridiculous. It, it really is ridiculous. Zia Lee's out there with Emma. They start the match. So, last week, Zia Lee had this moment where she, I guess, tried to help damage control against Tegan Knox and Liv Morgan in that tag team title match. She was in a hood, right? And everybody's like, oh, who's that? Who's that? Is it Chelsea Green? Chelsea Green under the hood. Right? And then, oh, maybe it's Naomi. Look at the assets on that hooded individual. Maybe it's Naomi. The fuck would Naomi be back on SmackDown for? Can you blame her for not being here? All of a sudden, later in the show, Adam Pearce unmasks her, and it's Xylee. Nothing about... Anything that happened last week was followed up here. She's in this match, wrestling like nothing ever happened. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I don't understand the logic. I mean, I know if I'm Adam Pierce and you are doing that behind a fucking hood, trying to interfere in tag team title match situations, why is she getting an opportunity at the women's championship? I mean, so what she did last week, ultimately, from my vantage point, she was rewarded for her bad behavior. Again, what I, what I have to ask you guys is what has Zia Lee done to even get an opportunity at wrestling Ronda Rousey? What has Emma done to get a opportunity against Ronda Rousey? Nothing. She's been here for what? Five weeks now? Six weeks? How many matches has she had? Two? I, I don't even remember who she wrestled last. I know she wrestled Ronda. And what I saw, I never want to see again. So what have these two women done to earn a title opportunity at Ronda Rousey? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. So we got the bell ringing. This one went pretty quickly. Zaya pinned Emma in less than two minutes after a big cyclone kick. 
Xia Li wins in two minutes. Thanks for coming, Emma. Glad you joined WWE to be put in a gauntlet match to eat up TV time to lose in two minutes on SmackDown. Happy holidays. Out next was Tegan Knox. I don't even think Tegan Knox has wrestled a fucking singles match in WWE since coming back. Why is she getting a solo opportunity against every other, every other woman in the, in the division to get an opportunity against Ronda Rousey? She's had zero singles matches on SmackDown. Yet she's here. Yet she's here. Tegan Knox is out third. She landed a crossbody for two. Zaya rolled to the apron. Knox followed. Zaya took control, shoved her into the ring post, followed with a flying knee and another cyclone kick. And Zaya Lee eliminates two opponents in three minutes. She beat Emma in two. And she beat Tegan Knox in one minute and 30 seconds. So I have to uh, I have to ask here, why why did Tegan Knox need to be in this match if she was ultimately going to fall in a minute and a half to Zia Lee of all people? I thought bringing back Tegan Knox, you were going to make her into a solid addition into in, in the women's division. How is anybody going to look at Tegan Knox as a solid addition to the women's division when she's in this thing losing in one minute and thirty seconds? To Zia Lee. I know if I'm watching this match and I don't know who the fuck Tegan Knox is, I'm not looking at her as a serious threat to fucking anybody or anything in that division. Up next, we got Raquel. <laughs> Rodriguez Gonzalez. She's out there with one fucking arm, mind you. Zia Lee. You would think that Zia Lee is going to be on a hot streak here, man. She's going to take out Raquel, right? She's going to take out Smiley Raquel, right? Zia knocked Rodriguez to the floor after uh, going after going after her injured, injured arm. She attacked the arm, right? Back in the ring, she continued on the attack on the arm. Rodriguez came back. She landed a big corner swinging splash. She got the Tejana bomb on Zia Lee, and that was basically it. Pinned Zia Lee. So Zia Lee starts off burying Emma and burying Tegan Knox for her to go into the next portion of this gauntlet match to ultimately get squashed by Raquel Rodriguez. So I have to ask, how does Raquel squashing Zia Lee, who absolutely decimated two women in three minutes, how does that make those two women look that she beat? And how does that make Zia Lee look? Yet I don't see one single fucking check mark, one single journalist who covers this shit for a living complaining about how illogical this shit is. I've called out four things that are fucking illogical in this shit already, and I'm not even through half of the fucking match. Yet you don't hear a fucking peep. You don't hear one single fucking word out of anybody's mouth. Liv Morgan ran out. She's out there with Smiley Raquel. This was the longest of all of the sequences in this gauntlet match. Morgan attempted a code breaker right away. Rodriguez blocked it. Morgan went for a hurricanrana. Rodriguez stopped it mid-move. All with one arm, mind you. 
She's front countering, mind you, mind you, Zia Lee beat two women, right? Zia Lee beat two, two fully healthy women. If she goes into the next sequence against Raquel Rodriguez, a master of her fucking jujitsu or karate, whatever the fuck she's skilled in, and can't beat Raquel Rodriguez, who has one fucking arm. Now, but I'm the one that's fucking complaining, and I'm the one that's negative, right? Sure thing. Morgan caught Rodriguez with a sleeper hole. Rodriguez broke free. They went to, they went to commercial break. Rodriguez gave Morgan a superplex. After a splash in the corner, Morgan attacked Rodriguez's bad arm again. She followed with a missile dropkick for a near fall. Morgan locked on the rings of Saturn. Rodriguez stood up. Morgan held on, hit a code breaker. She tried to fire up. Rodriguez cut her off. She had a fallaway slam and a big Vader bomb elbow for a two count. They traded shots in the middle of the ring. Rodriguez hit a boot to the face. Morgan took over. Rodriguez blocked Liv's finisher, Oblivion, and hit one of the weakest Tejana bombs, one of the weakest power bombs ever, and she got the victory over Liv Morgan. So Raquel Rodriguez, with one arm, beats Zia Lee, who beat two women relatively easily, and she beats Liv Morgan, healthy, a former women's champion, with a weak-ass powerbomb. Now we got Sonya Deville, the last of the women, right? The healthiest of the women. Now, Raquel Rodriguez has been through Zia Lee. She's been through Liv. And now she's got Sonya Deville. Fresh as a fucking daisy is Sonya Deville. Deville attacked Rodriguez's injured arm, hit a running knee for a near fall. Deville count, uh, continued to target the injured arm. Rodriguez fought back, dropped Deville face first. Deville recovered, went after the arm again. Rodriguez fought through the pain, hit the Tejana bomb. And she wins the gauntlet match with one fucking arm. Some division you got there, Bruce. Holy fucking shit. You would think Raquel won the match. No, Raquel did not win the match. There was still one more woman to go. Ronda Rousey came out. She says, I'm not done with you yet. The match is going to continue. You have one more opponent, Raquel. Out comes Shayna Baszler. So Ronda Rousey sends Shayna Baszler out there. And Shayna Baszler is as fresh as a daisy. Again, even fresher than Sonya. I don't know why Shayna Baszler was included in this, but when you hear what happened to this situation with Raquel and Shayna, you're going to be very, very, what the fuck? I mean, this was absolutely ridiculous. Ronda Rousey walked out, sent Shayna Baszler out there. Shayna Baszler walked out. The ref just let the match continue. The match was supposed to be with six women. We just saw who they were. Ronda Rousey comes out, more illogical booking. Ronda Rousey comes out and basically books the match herself. 
who sent Ronda out there? Who gave Ronda the authority to book a fucking continuation of this gauntlet match? Who gave Ronda creative power to go out there and send Shayna Baszler to go wrestle Raquel Rodriguez for a shot at her championship? None of this makes sense! None! None of it. And then you wonder why people shit on the SmackDown Women's Division. Who sent Ronda out there to go make this match continue? I don't get it. I don't get it. Is Vince McMahon booking WWE? Is there something that we don't know? Did Triple H take the holidays off and leave this show to Bruce? I don't know how this shit makes it past quality control. I don't. Ref just let the match go. I guess Ronda Rousey is the new creative fucking direction on SmackDown. Baszler yanked Rodriguez's arm brace off, stomped away at her arm. Baszler held the arm protector in the air like she was holding some fucking championship title over her head like a fucking dumbass. Rodriguez from behind rolls up Shayna Baszler in literally 60 seconds. It may be less than 60 seconds. And Rodriguez beats Shayna Baszler in that manner with one fucking arm. How to make Shayna Baszler look like a fucking loser in 60 seconds. Was that last part even fucking necessary? You made Shayna Baszler look like the biggest fucking schmuck on the entire roster. She's holding up the arm brace and she gets pinned from behind by a one-armed woman... And loses the fucking title opportunity that Ronda sent her out there to go and stop for Raquel. Why was this necessary? Who approved this? Shayna Baszler will never achieve anything substantial in WWE ever again. As far as I'm concerned, she's dead. As far as I am concerned, she is finished. Her career is dead. She's a joke. And it's booking decisions like this that don't make any sense. I don't understand it. Reckless. This was reckless booking. I don't even understand why anybody would sit there, read this over, and and have this fucking just go through creative control, quality control. I I don't get it. The match was a, a, a complete illogical mess. Every single part of this match was a complete illogical mess. Why do we need gauntlet matches every single fucking quarter to determine Ronda Rousey's opponent? It's the one thing that stands out to me most. It's unbelievable. My boy, Daryl. Oh, my goodness, man. Oh, my goodness. Daryl with a $500 super chat. Oh, my goodness. 
An OTS Sith Negan bomb has been dropped for everyone's enjoyment. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to JD and the entire OTS family. Hopefully, 2023 will be a great year for both WWE and AEW. JD, keep being number one and the undisputed truth. Despite the goons, the haters, and the shills. By the way, where's my OTS hat? End of line. Hashtag the enemy design. Brother, I don't know why you don't have a fucking hat. I'm sending you two fucking hats, bro. I'm sending you two hats, bro. As soon as the holiday's over, man, I'm going... The post office is literally a 10-minute walk from the house. You're getting your two hats, brother. I don't know why you don't got them yet. I, I, I don't understand it. And I'll, say, I'll send you whatever the fuck else you want, bro. Holy shit. Sith Negan with a $500... Super chat. Oh, my goodness. We love Daryl. Daryl is a fucking absolute savage. And we love Daryl here in the OTS venue, man. He is one of the people that runs this fine establishment. Love him. Thank you, brother. Happy holidays. And best wishes to you and the family, man. This match sucked. Complete illogical mess. And what do you think is going to happen? You think Raquel's going to beat Ronda before the Royal Rumble? Of course not. We're probably going to get something happen in that match, and then we're going to get the rematch at the Royal Rumble, and Raquel is going to be used as a buffer between Royal Rumble and WrestleMania. I can't see Ronda going into WrestleMania not holding the SmackDown Women's Championship. I just can't see it. Bray Wyatt. He's in the ring. We got another Bray Wyatt promo. He said, one of the hardest things for him to do is walk out and have the world watching him. He says it's nerve-wracking, and he doesn't fully understand why people are so interested in what he has to say. He said he tries to present to them the very realist version of himself. He said he knows LA Knight owes him an, an apology. He says he didn't believe him. He said if the fans are honest, they thought it was him. For a minute, I know you guys thought it was me as well. Listen, we all thought, we as a community thought that Bray Wyatt was Uncle Howdy, and Uncle Howdy was Bray Wyatt in some way, shape, or form. Clearly, last week, the answers that we got were that Bray Wyatt is not Uncle Howdy. And I said this last week, if you were disappointed in the segment, I get it. But I know they're not going to reveal who Uncle Howdy is right now. It's Christmas season. Nobody's watching the shows like they are during WrestleMania season. They want it to be big. They want it to be a spectacle. But he did give you the answer, or at least an answer, that has been posed in the community. Who is Uncle Howdy? Clearly, it's not Bray Wyatt. We don't know who he is, but we know it's not Bray Wyatt. That should be more than enough to get you to the next portion of this storyline. He said the truth is he's not Uncle Howdy and never was. He says he lost his train of thought. He dropped the microphone. He paused. He apologized. He couldn't get back on track with what he wanted to say. He kneeled down in the ring, and he was looking like very confused. He was struggling with himself. He didn't say anything else. All of a sudden, he lunges like a fucking psychopath at the cameraman who's standing in the corner filming this segment in the ring. He lunges at the cameraman. He rammed his head into the mat while applying a mandible claw to this poor cameraman. Adam Pearce runs out. WWE officials run out. They try and pull this poor guy off of Bray Wyatt, or Bray Wyatt off of this guy, rather. Adam Pearce is yelling, what is wrong with you? 
Bray had this look in his eyes where he was not all there. He was not all there. That was a weird twist. That was a very bizarre segment, man. We didn't see LA Knight tonight. No LA Knight in the scene tonight, in the segment tonight. Don't know what's going to happen next with him, but um, Bray Wyatt attacked this poor guy. I, 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 The first thing that I was thinking is, isn't Bray Wyatt supposed to be this, this returning hero, this baby face that everybody is supposed to be behind? I don't know how you look at somebody like that, acting like that to that poor cameraman, and he's going to be portrayed as the good guy in this segment. That's not the way it came off to me. I don't know what this does as far as furthering the storyline. Hopefully we get some, I'm sure it does. I think everything Bray Wyatt does is going to lead to something a little bit more uh, down the road. But when that payoff will be, when the payoff will be with what we saw tonight, I don't know. I mean, it could be tomorrow. It could be next week. It could be fucking four weeks from now. We don't know. We don't know. But clearly Bray Wyatt is slipping into this fucking sense of, uh, of anger. He's slipping into that fucking psychotic realm again. And we've, we've seen this, deter- the, this deterioration of Bray Wyatt of, of old kind of presenting himself in this version of Bray Wyatt. So it's going to be interesting to see, man. Um, I don't know where they go from this. I really don't. I'm still invested. Nothing's changed from last week. I get that people are wanting this to be sped up. They want a little bit more substance here. I get it. I get it. But sooner or later, they're going to have to have some sort of payoff here to keep people guessing and take them into the next portion of what they're trying to tell you. And Bray needs to wrestle. I think Bray at this point needs to wrestle. He's gotten physical. This was uh, some some form of physicality here with Bray Wyatt. We're going to need to see some more of that in the weeks to come. Rey Mysterio. He's out there against Angel Garza. Wow, man, we haven't seen Los Lotharios since Triple H has taken over. This is legitimately the first appearance, I believe, Someone correct me if I'm wrong. The first appearance for Angel Garza and Humberto Carrillo as performers in the ring, wrestling, in the Triple H era. And the only reason why they were used here is because they needed to fill this show up with talent that didn't work the previous set of tapings. That's all that happened here. Angel Garza is too good to be sitting on the sidelines. He's too good to be sitting in the back in catering, not being used. I mean, you got guys like Angel and Santos and Rey Mysterio. The Latino representation on SmackDown is very good. I don't know why, with him being as good as he is, why he's not being repackaged with what he was in NXT to be brought to the main roster as that. I don't get it. Now, tag team with Humberto Carrillo could be good. If given the right presentation the right push, some fucking TV time, some time in front of the camera to cut a fucking promo so that we can invest our time in who they are and kind of be on the same level as them, right? Find some relatable fucking thing that we like about them. Can't just throw this guy out there with all the talent that he has and just expect people to fucking care. And he was only used, like I said, because they needed bodies that didn't work the previous taping to work this taping. And that's what we got. Simple. 
Rey Mysterio wins in four minutes. This was not really about Angel. This was about what happened after the match. Little match here, four minutes. They worked uh, a Lucha-style match. They got a few things in there in about four minutes. Garza mocked Mysterio, his size. He mocked Eddie Guerrero. Mysterio slapped him in the face. Mysterio picked up the pace of the match, missed a big springboard crossbody. Garza took advantage, hit a drop kick to the face of Mysterio. He slowed the pace down. He took him to uh, the face with a, actually, uh, he rocked him with a shot to the back. However, Mysterio followed up with a top rope senton. Mysterio went for the 619. Humberto Carrillo pulled Garza out. Instead, Mysterio took out Carrillo with a dive. Garza takes advantage, teased the 619. Mysterio countered with a hurricanrana. Mysterio hit the 619, hit a slingshot DDT after the 619, and the match is over. Mysterio wins with the 619, slingshot DDT, and Karrion Cross was watching all of this happen from the stands. He was in the crowd watching this match take place. And they were admiring Ray and looking on at Ray and just getting a close, up close and personal view of Rey Mysterio. Ricochet was backstage with Braun Strowman talking about their match. Ricochet called Imperium clowns. Braun says maybe they do belong in the circus, so maybe they should go show who runs the big top around SmackDown. You go do that, Braun. You go do that, bro. Go fucking uh, derail that train into uh, Station SmackDown. Emma, she was backstage. Scarlet and Cross walked past Emma, who was a loser in her match, by the way. I'm not sure if you guys remember that. Scarlet and Cross walked past her, and Emma was like, who do you think you are disrespecting a legend like Rey Mysterio like that? She asked him about insulting Riddick Moss a few weeks ago. Scarlet smiled, not Metcap, Riddick Moss. Scarlet smiled and said she called him a fool. What did you call Riddick Moss last week? Yes, that's right, I called him a fool. Emma slapped the shit out of Scarlet. Scarlet got right in Emma's face, crossed back Scarlet away and told Emma, you have absolutely no idea what you've just done. Maybe she throws a fireball in Emma's face. I don't know. I don't know. Clearly, the biggest takeaway from this segment is Emma called Riddick Moss by his real name. Not Madcap, but by his regular name, Riddick Moss. If they're using Emma to get rid of this Madcap character that never made sense to begin with, that was cringe from the word go, I'm all for it. I love it. I think it's great. I think he's got huge upside. But with a name like Madcap, he's not going anywhere at all. Can't see Madcap Moss headlining anything. Riddick Moss, I could see. And Riddick is just a cooler name than Madcap. Good. Another Vince McMahon thing we got to get rid of and delete. A vignette. Ed for Lacey Evans fighting in an outdoor pit with people cheering on from a platform above. 
Then it showed her doing military-style drills. A voice said her mission is to destroy every single woman in WWE. She shows up next week. Is her mission to destroy every woman in WWE or is her mission to destroy the women's division in WWE? I'll take the latter. Who gives a fuck? Who gives a shit? Shouldn't she be on social media promoting fucking corn dogs and processed food? Nobody gives a fuck about Lacey Evans and her fucking upbringing in the military. Left, 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 right, left. Nobody cares. We've been through this time and time and time again. I guarantee you, no one is going to give a single fuck about Lacey Evans. Back to the basics, huh? Back to the basics. Back to the basics to me means unemployment. Braun Strowman and Ricochet versus Imperium. This is Ludwig Kaiser and Giovanni Vinci. You ain't putting Gunther near this fucking match or anywhere near this match. This wasn't bad. This was pretty fun. It went about 12 minutes. I mean, it was the hokey fucking bullshit that you usually see for WWE during a Christmas special. Nothing's taken seriously. This is not going to play into any big storyline or any big fucking show, right? Typical WWE sports entertainment for the kids, for the families during the holidays. Ricochet and Strowman, they win this match. We got Christmas trees. We got the usual shit. Christmas trees, candy cane, kendo sticks. We got ballerinas. We got the New Day dressed as fucking nutcrackers. Same shit. Mistletoes. You name it. So, Kaiser and Vinci... They were disgusted that they had to participate in this street fight. I don't blame them. And Gunther was not there. Thank God. Imperium isolated Strowman in the ring, attacked his knees. Strowman fought back, dumped them to ringside. Ricochet ran up the barricade, caught Vinci with a hurrying Karana. Got a commercial break. Vinci ran Strowman into the ring post and then into a Christmas tree. Ricochet went for a dive. Kaiser caught him in an armbar. Vinci grabbed a candy cane kendo stick, beat down Ricochet. Strowman blocked a chair shot and tossed Giovanni Vinci into Christmas trees that were on the stage. Now, I don't know what these Christmas trees were made of. I don't know if they were artificial or if they were real. But Giovanni Vinci came up sliced on his face from this spot. Now, whatever he went into must have been fucking sharp. I don't know what those trees were made of. But he came up busted open. Not a lot, but it was visible all over his face. So, Air 3 tossed Vinci into the trees on the stage. Imperium then recovered. Gave Strowman a double suplex on the stage. Ricochet recovered. Rocked Vinci with a big jumping knee. Ricochet went for a springboard, but Kaiser hit him with a chair shot to the back. Imperium then buried Strowman under a bunch of trees... For some reason, Imperium decided, instead of keeping on the offense, they decided to open gifts, presents, on the stage. There were two big boxes wrapped in bows on the stage. One, the first one they opened up, they opened up and a ballerina danced out. This attractive-looking lady danced out. She's tippy-toeing on the stage, and she 
prances away off the stage. Okay, let's open up the other one. Maybe it's the other ballerina. Maybe it's another ballerina. Maybe it's Santa Claus. Who, who the fuck knows? They open up the other present and the New Day walk out wearing their NXT tag team titles and they're dressed as nutcrackers. Now, since they're nutcrackers, what do you think they did to Imperium? They gave them nut shots, low blows below the belt from Xavier Woods and Kofi Kingston. Strowman recovered, destroyed Imperium. Strowman realized uh, Ricochet was still out. He grabbed Ricochet. He dragged him to the timekeeper's area where his girlfriend, Samantha Irving, is. He grabbed the mistletoe. He hung the mistletoe above both of them. Samantha Irving kisses Ricochet on the lips. He fires up a thousand times more than Hulk Hogan would when he does the finger point of doom. He fired up. Kiss revived him. Strowman gave Kaiser a powerbomb through a table. Ricochet ran wild on Vinci, hit a big middle rope moonsault. In the ring, Ricochet hit recoil on Vinci into a power slam from Strowman. And the finish, Ricochet jumps off of Strowman's shoulders with a big splash on Giovanni Vinci for the one, two, three. And that was the way SmackDown went off the air. Miracle on 34th Street Fight. It is a miracle that we got through this show tonight. Next week, we got John Cena, Kevin Owens, take on Roman Reigns, Sami Zayn. Ronda Rousey defends her SmackDown women's title against Raquel Gonzalez, Rodriguez, and Solo Sokoa goes one-on-one with Sheamus. Should be a good show. Very much looking forward to SmackDown next week. Should be a good show. That's all I got for you guys. Were you sports entertained tonight? Maybe. Some of you were, some of you were not. I don't know. It is what it is. Let's get the fuck out of here. Thank you guys so much for joining me on the podcast tonight, man. Make sure you guys hit that thumbs up. All I want for Christmas is a thousand likes minimum. We got 1,700 people in here, only 724 likes. Why? Are you guys not in the giving spirit anymore? A thousand likes minimum. No questions asked. Make sure, guys, make sure you guys hit that thumbs up. Hit that subscribe button down below. Turn on the bell for notifications. Follow me on social media at JD from NY206. That's Twitter, Instagram. TikTok and Cameo. And go check out all the other videos that you might have missed on the channel. Tonight's show sponsored by Blue Shoe. Guys, it's fucking freezing outside. It's nine degrees right now in New York. Probably colder in your part of the United States. But that doesn't mean the heat or the cold rather needs to kind of travel into the bedroom, man. It could still be like summer in the bedroom, and that's where Blue Chew is going to come into play, man. Blue Chew is going to take that, give you the confidence you need, help you in the bedroom, and it's going to help you when it's time to step up to the plate. Blue Chew is a unique online service that provides the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but they come in chewable tablets, man. That's key. That's key. You're not swallowing these big pills, right? You can take them anytime, day or night, 
plan ahead, be ready whenever the opportunity arises. And the process is very simple. You're going to sign up at BlueTree.com. You're going to consult with one of their online medical providers. And once you are approved, you're going to receive your prescription within days. The best part, it's all done online. So no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, no waiting in line at the pharmacy. And Blue Juice tablets are made in the USA, and they are prepared and shipped directly to you in a very discreet package. I always talk about first impressions, guys. Always. You only get one first impression. Say you're out on a date with somebody, right, for the first time. Things are going so good. You go back to your place, and things are getting really exciting. Do you want to be like, do you want to be like Impact? Where it's not a good impression, not a good first impression? Or do you want to be like The Bloodline? When every time they're on TV, it's just fucking riveting television, right? What you want to do? First impressions are most important, man. And not only that, they're going to lead to lasting impressions. So sign up. BlueChew.com. Code JD at checkout. You're going to receive your first month free. Tell them I sent you. All you got to do is pay the $5 shipping and handling, man. BlueChew.com. Code JD. I want to thank them for sponsoring the podcast right here on OTS. Pause. NVI with a 199 Super Chat. Bray Wyatt and Karrion Cross at WrestleMania. Could be. Could be. We will see, bro. If it happens, I won't be surprised. Joseph Terrell with a $5 Super Chat. JD, what pay-per-view did you like more? All in or all out last year? All out. Jen House with a $5 Super Chat. Hey, JD, my buddy... DH in the chat said he was going to buy me a Cody Rhodes clock for Christmas, but one of its arms stopped working. OTS for life. Jen, thank you so much. Quite the uh, creative joke you got there, but I think we get enough of that from Sidra. Eric Newton with a $10 super chat. Hey, JD, had to leave VIP for a bit until I start my new job. Now I'm back. Got a job with with uh, the United States Postal Service. Merry Christmas to you and the chat. Brother, that is a great job. That is a great job, man. Congratulations, and we hope that you are going to be in the venue regularly once again. Appreciate you, brother. Michelle with the $2 Super Chat. Sammy was too convincing for his contempt of KO. Bro, if there's gonna Michelle, if there's gonna be somebody that's gonna show real emotion like that, no matter what it is towards Kevin Owens, it's gonna be Sami Zayn. Harold Russell with a ten dollars super chat. What if Uncle Howdy was Vince McMahon? Here's a couple of drinks on me. Thank you, Harold. I appreciate you, brother. Mick Swagger with a 15 months in the VIP club. Thank you, bro. Happy holidays to you and the OTS fam, JD. Hope everyone has a blessed and safe weekend. OTS for life. Same to you, Mick. And Harold Russell with a $20 super chat following his 10. Here, have some drinks on me. My bad. I disrespected the venue. Thank you, brother. 
That buys me two delicious old fashions, bro. Appreciate you, man. Happy holidays, Harold. Coiled Phoenix with 16 months in the VIP club. Just wanted to wish my OTS family happy holidays and to officially announce my wedding date for June 14, 2025. FYI, you guys are the first to know. Oh, my goodness. Let me get some whiskey glass and beer glass emojis in the chat for Coiled Phoenix. Congratulations. Breaking hearts in the OTS venue. Another female in the OTS family off the market. Congratulations, Phoenix. Esato Fortune with six months in the VIP club. Happy holidays, JD. Thank you for this awesome year with your channel to a great 2023. Never forget, you're the one in 45 and one. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I may have to leave that as a little Easter egg in the uh, mother's basement. Which, by the way, we were approved for. Mother's Basement going to begin construction in January 2023. Love it. Cody Snyder with a $5 Super Chat. What's a good drink to pair with some eggnog? What's your go-to drink for Christmas, Jay? The Happy Holidays, my dude. Merry Christmas, OTS. Cody, it's a very good question, bro. Very good question. Uh, what you want to mix with eggnog is... A great tasting rum. Get your favorite rum. That's number one. Number two, you could use any fine whiskey. I like a bourbon Kentucky whiskey. Okay. I like peanut butter whiskey. Peanut butter, screwball peanut butter whiskey is a good solid choice, man. You take a cinnamon stick, you stir it in, put the cinnamon stick in there, you sprinkle some cinnamon sugar on top, you mix it up, you're good to go, man. You're good to go. Now, what I would do, what I would do, what I like to do for Christmas, this is not my favorite Christmas drink, though. What I like to do is I'm, I like to make uh, an espresso, espresso eggnog martini. I may have to make one of them next week, man. I may actually have to do that next week. My favorite Christmas beverage is Trogues. Mad Elf. Nothing better. Nothing better. Or my second favorite one, Delirium Noel. Two excellent Christmas beers. You gotta go check them out. Cody, thank you so much, brother. Eddie Foster with seven months in the VIP club. Hey, JD, just want to wish you, your family, and everyone here a very Merry Christmas. Continue doing what you do always. OTS for life. Thank you, brother. Happy holidays to you and yours. Ryan Heisler with $5. Hey, bro. Merry Christmas. Could you do an impression of Strowman if he was Santa Claus? By the way, I'm making peanut butter whiskey Buckeyes tomorrow. Excited for the rumble. Now, what exactly is Braun Strowman as Santa Claus, bro? I don't know. I'm, ha I'm having a, a difficult time wrapping my head around that one. Hee hee hee! Ho ho ho! 
I don't know. Kratos with a uh, 28 months. Oh my goodness. As a VIP. Just wanted to show some support after not watching live for the past few days. Also, pray for my cousin who's currently in the hospital. He's ex-military. Sorry to hear that, Kratos. 28 months. Thank you, brother. Everybody in the OTS venue right now, man. Prayer emojis for Kratos' cousin this holiday season. Basic with a 499 skid row. Of course, their gimmick is as interesting as skid marks on since funky underwear. Yeah, bro, they're off. They're they're uh, they're not going anywhere. Harold Russell with a five dollar super chat. What's going on with Naomi? And I think that would be a better match with Ronda Rousey. Just saying, Naomi's great. I think Naomi's great. I thought Naomi was having a solid year up until she walked out, which I don't blame her for. Sasha, I don't blame them for. Lewan with a new membership. Lewan, what are you drinking tonight, brother, to celebrate your new VIP membership? Chris Leon with six months in the VIP club. Just want to wish you and all the OTS crew happy holidays. All the best. Cheers. Thank you, Chris. I appreciate you, brother. Harold Russell with a $5 super chat. Who booked that crap? I don't know. I don't know, man. Edward Liu with a 16-month VIP membership. Holidays sucked, lost my job, and finding help for family members with alcohol problems. Could use some prayers from OTS family, the OTS family. Thanks, JD, for all that you do. I'm sorry to hear that, brother. I'm sorry you lost your job, man. I don't know. I don't know how that happened. I don't even want to know. I think that's that's fucked up. I don't know why anybody would be fired during the holiday season, but uh, my thoughts and prayers with you, bro. That's that's awful. Prayer emojis for Edward Lou, man. Some heart emojis for Edward, too, during this holiday season. Thank you once again, Daryl, my brother, with a $500 super chat. Daryl definitely got the party started tonight. Appreciate you, brother. Much love. Happy holidays to you and your family, man. Not today, Jay, with a 499. It's like they didn't even try to book this show. It was just thrown together. I mean, WWE fans don't know any better, bro. They don't know any better. They eat what they're served, and they don't question. Jake the Legend with a $5 super chat. What's up, Jay? The NOTS family. I wish you all a loving, healthy, and safe Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. JD is the number one podcaster in the IWC yes yes on YouTube yes take great pride in that more people watch this show live every week than any other show in the YouTube wrestling community I take great pride in that and we're only going to get better in 2023 man wait till you see the production value next year man my mother's basement debuting WrestleMania season. 
We're going to get a new outro done as well later in the year. It's going to be great. It's going to be awesome. Ricardo Linnell with a $5 super chat. If WWE put together vignettes half as good as Lacey Evans for their returning talent, maybe they'd have a better chance of getting over on TV. Ricardo, why do you make so much sense, bro? Yes. Ricardo, you have the comment of the evening, bro. Good job. JDC Biggins. Four months in the VIP club. Thank you, brother. Happy to be a VIP. Just getting into the venue. You didn't watch SmackDown yet. Anything important I need to see? Merry Christmas, everyone. JDC. No. No. Enjoy your evening, brother. Keep drinking. And thank you for four months, man. Not today, Jay, with a 499. Correct me if I'm wrong, but nobody cared about her when she was in NXT. I know I did. Who are you talking about? Lacey Evans? Nobody cared about Lacey Evans ever. Ever. Antonio Palato with eight months in the VIP club. Thank you, brother. Hey, JD, after a hot start, you think Triple H's booking is losing quality or the true Triple H booking starts only next year? Merry Christmas and happy 2023. Uh, Antonio, I know there may be some uh, head scratching, but I truly think that Triple H's real booking begins in the Royal Rumble. Well, I'm not really being too harsh on most of the show. Now, if we don't get that quality that we expect in Royal Rumble and in WrestleMania season, then we got a problem. Then we got a problem. Antonio Munez Jr. with the two months in the VIP club. The Bright Wise segment made me think he's having a identity disorder. I don't know. I don't know where he's going, bro. He's got so many fucking disorders. Who knows what type of disorders he has? JDC Biggins with a $2 super chat. Hit the fucking like button. Merry Christmas, OTS. Yes. There's only 832 likes. There's still 1,300 people in here, man. I know there's 200 people in here that have not hit the thumbs up. Where are you? Furious Nation with a $10 super chat. What's up, JD? SmackDown was eh. Tonight, but I'm very confident SmackDown next week in Tampa will be very good. The bloodline at Sami Zayn's story is very intriguing. And he follows up with another $10 super chat. I'm sorry, bro. I gave Ronda a chance. And she is that bad. The sooner that SmackDown women's title comes off of her, the better. This ain't the same Ronda from four years ago either. No, it's not, Nation. It's not. She's awful. Ronda is fucking absolutely terrible. Noah Driscoll with a $5 super chat. Happy holidays, everyone. Hope y'all enjoy your Christmas and New Year's. Stay safe and responsible. Looking forward to the return of John Cena. Hashtag OTS for life. Thank you, Noah. SmackDown should be big next week. Furious Nation with a $10 Super Chat. In your opinion, do you think WWE should not have wrestlers do the dive so often to avoid serious injury? And what did you think of Sol Ruka and her Soul Crusher Cutter finisher? Uh, I think dives as a whole in general need to be toned down. And what do I think of Sol Ruka? I mean, 
Bro, I, I don't I don't really care for anybody in that women's division but Roxanne Perez, Nikita Lyons, and Tiffany Stratton. That's it. Don't care. Lewan with a 199. My favorite Christmas beverage is Coquito. I've had some good Coquito in my life, man. Good Coquito. Being that most of my my previous girlfriends have been Latina. Excellent. Furious Nation with a $20 CBJ. I have to Tay Long's terrible take earlier today. He may have to go one-on-one with the Undertaker, player. And Lacey Evans had a horrible take, too, saying autism didn't exist before her or something like that. What a fool Evans is. Teddy Long's take was fucking just embarrassing. He says he wants Vince McMahon to be... He says he wants Vince McMahon back and he wants Vince McMahon to be Vince McMahon. Let be, let Vince McMahon be Vince McMahon in WWE. Are you fucking serious? And not today, Jay, with a 499 Super Chat. Yes, I was talking about Lacey Evans. We got a 199 from Miss D. Dunham. I don't know who's yummy, but she says yum. Thank you, Miss D. Thank you, Miss D. Miss D wants a ride in the Mustang. I don't know. Let me get the fuck out of here, man, before I get in trouble. Holy shit. Actually, no, we got the wrong transition, man. I'm sorry. How could I be driving if, driving if I don't walk out of the venue first and then get in the car? Anyway, guys, thank you so very much for... Uh, thank you so much for your support tonight, man. Appreciate you guys very much. I forgot Lash Legend. Trash Legend? No. We, uh, we, uh, Trash Legend should be, uh, exactly where her name is. Trash. Thank you guys very much for all your support tonight, man. Thank you to Daryl for the $500 bomb. Thank you for, uh, all your super chats. Thank you for the support on the likes and the new memberships tonight. Don't know if I'm going to upload any content tomorrow, guys. I got some time tomorrow before I start doing some family stuff. Um... I may get an extra out depending on the news, but you'll probably get a slew of YouTube shorts tomorrow. So make sure you guys check that out. Some good stuff there. Some good stuff there. It's helping the channel out tremendously. My boy Tyler doing a fantastic job on the shorts. Next time you see me, man, I, I don't know. We'll, we'll do something. I can't really tell you, man. Uh, the Christmas season's just terrible for YouTube content creators. There's nothing going on right now. There's no there's no big news. There's no shows. Everything's just, you know, in a lull right now. But we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Guys, listen. Thank you again. 
Merry Christmas. I love each and every one of you. Thank you so very much for allowing me to do what I do on a daily basis. Merry Christmas. Enjoy yourself. Stay safe. Stay warm. And let me hear that fucking music on Max. Thank you guys so very much. And I will see you all this weekend for more Off the Script. Oh, 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 o